Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Miles, we are mm. thrilled to be joined in mm-hmm. our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Matt Lee. What there up? He is. So glad to be here. Just so glad to uh, have you. Oh, it just you know, and on such a beautiful day, a beautiful <laughs> September 11th day. You know, the smoke in, in the air. Oh, it's gray. Yeah. The smoke is still in the air. Is uh, the word pronounced? Acrid? Acrid? <laughs> it's acrid. Yeah, acrid. okay. I was thinking of this because I said it, I think, out loud on a show, and someone was like, I think he's saying it wrong. I realized how many like mispronunciations I got from teachers in elementary school, like oh, yeah. in vocab test, being like, and this is acrid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You go around saying this, someone's like, what the fuck did you say? And I'm like, shut up, Miss Lau wasn't lying in fifth grade <laughs> Well, elementary school teachers are are definitely the least, the least smart teachers. That's why... <laughs> That's why they go into elementary school. That's not to say that they're not great teachers. I mean, yeah. but I like I went to school uh, for just a hot second to get a multiple subject teaching credential so I could teach elementary school because I'm stupid as shit. And I did not <laughs> want to like be challenged by like some really smart middle schooler or high right. schooler. So I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll go to elementary school and, I, you know, I'll be the smartest person probably you know on campus like everyone would be like damn he's so smart he can smell he can he can spell all of the numbers you uh-huh. know <laughs> yeah, yeah like but yeah this like is eight has a g in it exactly they, they don't know that what is something from your search history uh if i'm a, a, you guys want honesty it's mm-hmm. 2020 i think uh the age of aquarius it's we're either <laughs> we're entering it or it's just around the corner my search history honestly it's 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 not even such a search as it is me just going straight to the the bar and and typing in tubepornstars.com if I'm <laughs> if I'm honest. Tube, tube porn, stars. porn stars? Tube. What's that? Tube porn stars, just porn, just a porn site. Why tube that one? Porn. That seems very obscure. Uh, you know is there what? something different about it? Here's what makes me th- here's where where I uh, kind of off my, brand porn where my guy. brain goes. I look, I need off brand. I need people you haven't heard of. I need people yeah. you haven't seen on Entourage. I um <laughs> I uh I don't know cuz I started thinking why do I go to that site and I I I realized it. Have you ever talked to friends who go, "Hey, what porn sites do you go to?" Maybe you guys are like, "Look, we don't talk about uh, porn this in depth." But Jack barred me from talking to him about it. When I I'm, way too in I'm into it, so I I say, "Where what porn sites do you go to looking for for different porn sites?" And honestly, to see how they're laid out, I love good web design. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I don't know why someone threw that one at me, and I and I went to it, and it just seems like it's you know really compact and organized. Really, <laughs> like the UI. <laughs> the UI is great. Yeah, great UX UI design. I mean, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times they'll just throw a bunch of things at you. So many thumbnails. Yeah. It just but, uh, seems like but outside, a... outside of that boringness, it, it, genuine search history is uh, like camping gear because my family was intending to go camping, so that's not as fun. 
That's that's been like the one thing though that has been on fire in terms of sales is outdoor equipment. Yeah, and, and literally on fire. To <laughs> literally can't happen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the outdoors. It is, but yeah, it's yeah. like I know so many people have bought bought tents and shit that they don't they aren't gonna use, but yeah. bought them like early on. And be like, yeah, you know what? Like maybe more of an outdoor lifestyle is what I need. And then it's like in the box still. We bought yeah. we bought so much. We've set. We were supposed to go this weekend. We bought so much. We set it all up. We made sure everything worked. And then we got an email that we can't go to the campsite. So we've bagged it, uh, and we're just gonna have it. But uh, the great thing about camping equipment is that you kind of can just use that equipment forever because you never it, like. That's the one industry where they're like, "Oh, you don't have the latest thing. You've never needed the latest thing no. right. in camping. You can t- whatever gets you by." I have a sleeping like, That's the bag. Point. I have a sleeping bag that I use from 1995, exactly. and it's just as good. <laughs> it's just yeah. I've had it since I was a fucking child, <laughs> yeah, and right. I've just never been able to like bring myself to buy a sleeping bag. Like I've gone camping too, and they're like, "It's cold," and I'm like, "I'm pretty sure my Camp Five Sports Chalet brand <laughs> igloo, whatever the fuck, is uh, fine for the chalet. Northern California." It wasn't, yeah. Yeah. but you know what? That's why I wore a full <laughs> fucking sweatsuit in it, and I was okay. But yeah, like when you look at the prices, shit, you're like, nah, "I'm fine." <laughs> right, got myself in towels. Uh, Danielle, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? I looked up Blue Chew. Um, Blue Chew yeah. is a it is a a dick pill product mm-hmm. for uh, for keeping keeping your dick hard. And they advertise on a lot of wrestling programs, like a lot of wrestling <laughs> podcasts. Mm. And I have a friend who uh, told me the story about how one night he took some Blue Chew. Uh, uh, and it, it is a delightful story. It is not mine. I hope to get him on my wrestling podcast to talk about it. But yeah, a friend of mine took some blue chew, and so I I looked up I looked up exactly what blue chew is and how blue chew works, and I'm still not sure. But uh, according cow. according to Jim Ross, uh, it'll make your dick so hard and like a cat could scratch it. So that's something. so hard, like a cat could scratch it. Uh huh. Interesting. <laughs> like one of those cat posts. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now I got yeah. it in my head. As someone with many cat scratch posts around my home, the implications of that are devastating. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's incredibly upsetting. Uh, wrestlers have very lively, very lively uh, talk. But yeah, uh, I, I, if you listen to, in particular, the Jim Ross podcast, he will talk for too many minutes about what blue chew has done for him and his dick and too huh. many minutes is is one is one minute one is minute. too many yes. um but he will go in for like five minutes just talking about how great blue chew is um so that he can sex ladies yeah cool uh is is it chew like um uh... Gum, chew like a soft, chewable thing, or chew like just chewable in the like Flintstones vitamin sense. Do we know? Um, let let's find out. I believe. Okay. Um, oh gosh, now I'm on their official site. They should just pay me. Um, <laughs> I'm I was doing... like, maybe there's some listeners that are like, now hold on. Did someone Wait say a, a cat could scratch it? <laughs> yeah. Did you just say a cat could scratch? I believe it's. Oh, it, it looks like it almost looks like Smarties. Okay. It almost yeah. looks like a smarty. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So chewable. I, I wonder what they taste like. We'll be getting some for my family. Yeah, of course. You need to. Uh, that's yeah. I, I'm curious what it what it tastes like. Is it flavored 
like blue raspberry are we thinking yeah it's interesting we'll we'll have to uh taste test some blue chew at some point yeah Um, you should absolutely do that on the air and then (laughs) stay on air for however long it takes for blue chew to not be in your system anymore yeah it's like that radio broadcast where they had a water chugging contest and someone died died. it was the weed for a week yeah yes yes oh that's uh you know the things people do for content Radio is scary. Radio kills people a lot, I feel like. Radio is very scary, yeah. Because it's like unregulated to a large degree. Um, yeah. Kind of then... miss it. <laughs> What's a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? You know, I I don't know if people still ascribe to the myth that if you eat before swimming, like you'll get cramps or something like that. I was yeah. just having this conversation over the weekend. I don't. Uh, I don't know if that myth is really well. I, well, for, personally, I know that it's not true because I've done it. But right, I think I it's a myth it that time. might still, <laughs> it might still, <laughs> it might still persist out there. I mean, it's an old school myth. Like I think it's probably put out there by Big Pool. Like yeah. you know, I think we were we were talking about this, Jack. Didn't we say it was basically Big Mom was trying? Yeah, to, Big Mom, Big, mom, big yeah, Adults. Yeah, because it'd be like, swim. yo, come on, chill the fuck out for like 30 minutes before I have to right. watch you drown in the pool. Like, fucking right, wait. Exactly. I think that's what it was. Because bo- the one scientific thing was that just sort of the, the the digestive process would draw more blood to your stomach and like intestines. Yeah. And then that may cause someone to be lightheaded, but like in no way saying that like, it is a danger to get right. in there. We don't make kids stand still after they eat for like a half hour. It's all big old guy swimming laps in the pool during yeah. adults. Oh, swim. yeah, like an uncle just being like, no, 30 minutes. I'm trying to see how long I can go without taking a breath, kids. Last time I did two lengths, but you must wait 30 right. minutes. What is a myth, finally? What is uh, something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? I don't know if I've used this one before too, but it always comes up that the people that you see online that are like often retweeted or the people that you see on YouTube or the people that you hear on podcasts have money. <laughs> yeah. I was once at the train station, um, a train station in LA and there was a security guard there and he recognized me from my work on like screen junkies and whatever. And he was like, well, what, what are you doing riding the train? I was like, why well, ride? I take the train. Right. And then, which is like moving not really a from thing. one place to another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just going from one place to another place and um, craziness. And, uh, and which, to be fair, train culture, like it's not the same as it is in a Chicago or in a um, or in a uh, New York or even a San Francisco. But he was like, oh, I would have thought that you would like, I just assumed that you would be driving like a fancy car. And I was like, I don't, we're not all PewDiePie, my dude. Most of us are very yeah. happy that we can cobble together one of 10 jobs to make one rent. That's like yeah. a, a, it's so interesting. I feel like that conversation has been going on for a long time, but it just never quite catches on that it's like there are so many different versions of like being a podcaster or even just like making stuff that mostly lives online where I forget when, but this was like maybe five or six years ago, there was um, someone who worked, I believe, for BuzzFeed. There was like a wave of employees who had to get who were like really, you know, internet famous on BuzzFeed, but then had to have like second jobs and people were mm. giving them shit for it when it's like, they're like, you're famous. Why are, why are you working at a restaurant? It's like, why would you be? <laughs> <laughs> 
consider where this blame should be, you know, levied. Right. But just, I don't know. Yeah, that conversation has been so imperfect. It's like, oh, that's crazy. So you are responsible for all of this content that people really love. And yet the money's not coming down to you. What right. an interesting conversation to have. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, the, but then it winds up being, no, you're a loser. And that's why you right. have to work at Trader Joe's instead of being like, how come they take your stuff and then give you like 50 bucks per appearance? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and I don't know. I don't know you. what BuzzFeed. Yeah, I yeah. blame you. I don't know what BuzzFeed is is charging or what's going on. And granted, this whole industry is dying. It's very exciting as far as like the internet. As far as like the being on YouTube and talking about stuff. Stuff. Um, I a lot of people will ask like, "Hey, like I want to do what you do," and it's like, "Oh, what I do isn't going to be around in two years. You got to find something else." Right. Yeah. That door is closing quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, 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 you don't understand. I got in just in time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I always say, like, I try to keep that ladder down, but the, the industry has pulled that ladder up behind me. I am the last one to get in and be like, you can make money just fucking cracking jokes about movies. Like, it was it. I, I was the last one, and I apologize. It's um, like that scene in Titanic where there's like the guy slipping under the watertight door. That's us. <laughs> 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 sorry <laughs> uh, sorry everybody else you have to you know you know it's not worth it it's fine <laughs> just go on tiktok make a new dance True. we'll be fine i promise don't not do to the go on tiktok challenge don't do the benadryl challenge oh but god are people still doing the benadryl challenge a, a child died from the benadryl cha- challenge on no. from tiktok i don't know how like maybe she Saw it on TikTok. Maybe it's, you know, so a lot of times, whatever the latest technology buzzword is, will get blamed for uh, things that it were happening anyways. But so maybe it's just the Benadryl challenge has been a thing and Benadryl abuse has been a thing. And somebody saw it on TikTok and bl- is blaming TikTok. But her aunt and uncle, uh, who I always tr- got to trust an aunt and uncle, uh, are saying that it was a TikTok based. Benadryl Hold challenge. on. What is the Benadryl ta- challenge? Because it's very upsetting. Because the because uh, diphenhydramine for me is just like I can't sleep. I have anxiety, and it's a chemical cousin of a lot of anxiety meds. Right. Um So do yeah. you just take a crap ton of Benadryl? I think that's it, and then see how it's long you can chugging. stay awake. All right, guys, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and there's a new documentary out about Jimmy Carter's uh, presidency uh, and like how he was homies with like Bob Dylan and the Allman Brothers the whole time. And people were just constantly like rolling through and playing like live shows on the White House lawn. And it was apparently what? just a, a very Jimmy- fun time. Was Jimmy, Jimmy Carter, Carter secretly a really rad president? And we just don't hear about it because he was like you know, uh, only a one term and president and relatively ineffective. Yeah. I think basically he was, he was secretly like did the least evil, uh, was not like about it when it came to like starting wars indiscriminately. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of hit at the wrong time as the country was shifting towards fascism. He <sighs> was like, 
he was he was too softer, cool for his time. Yeah, too cool for his time. Let, let's put it that way. I mean, yeah. he, um, he he threw up the first solar panels on the White House. He did. Uh, and he Reagan also, took them shits right off. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh my god. So one one myth uh, or kind of urban legend that I've been hearing for years was that Willie Nelson once smoked a joint on top of the White House while while he was visiting the White House, which seems like okay i could see it maybe like happening at a party like yeah. he just like snuck away so there's this new documentary about him being like this thoroughly like christian religious like i think he was a teetotaler like didn't drink even though his brother was a public alcoholic mm. <laughs> like like a like they would book him uh, as like a drunk funny person to have on various radio shows or uh, various uh, late night TV shows, and he would just like show up drunk uh, during oh. Jimmy Carter's presidency, and then eventually was like, "Oh, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. This isn't <laughs> funny." Yeah. Um, so in this new documentary about his presidency, Carter explains that Willie Nelson says that his companion that shared the pot with him was one of the servants at the White House. That is not exactly true. It was actually one of my sons. Whoa, uh, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. That rules. And so uh, the documentarian <laughs> finds Chip Carter, Jimmy Carter's son at the time, who was just like a teenager who like had good taste in music and was like, this fucking rules, man. Like <laughs> Dylan's always hanging out. Like one of the one of the Almond brothers like had dinner with them and then like played a, a concert for like three people uh in the white house like so anyways he was listening in as willie nelson was doing a show like for people in the white house and then this is what he says the date was september 13th 1980 so sunday will be the 40-year anniversary yeah Carter was in the thick of his re-election campaign against Ronald Reagan. That didn't go well. In Iran, 52 American hostages had endured more than a year of captivity. Nelson was in the middle of a set at the White House. Uh, recalls Chip. In the break, I said, let's go upstairs. We just kept going up till we got to the roof, where we leaned against the flagpole at the top of the place and lit one up. If you Damn. know Washington, the White House is the hub of the spokes, the way it was designed. Most of the avenues run into the White House. You could sit up and could see all the traffic coming right at you. It was a nice place up there. Um, so, yeah, they just turned the roof of the White House into like a, a fun place <laughs> to get high. Um, and now that's... Don Jr. just does his coke farts up there. Man. Oh, my <laughs> God. <man. Gross. laughs> that is... Don, if you're going to keep farting, man, you got to take that upstairs, man. That's so rad, man. I I feel like there should be a book called like We Were Four Years in Power by Tommy Chong. For four years, dude, the White House fucking rules. Rad, man. Gravity bong rips in the Lincoln bedroom. (laughs) Exactly. Sick. I mean, the people that played. Yeah. This is like, man, like Charles Mingus. I'm wow. already like, okay, you got some yeah. good jazz vibes with the Staples no. singers, Bob yeah. Dylan. Fucking. Bob Dylan, Loretta Lynn, Sarah Vaughn, Cecil Taylor, Linda Ronstadt, Cher. I like the, the line, Crosby, Stills, and Nash once dropped by the place unannounced. Like, it was like that where fucking yeah. David Crosby's ass was like, yeah. hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is Carter here? Yeah. No, uh, he's dealing yeah. with the Iran hostage situation. All right, but they said good, they man. said Carter made time for them. He was like, ah, 
I'll call you back. Yeah. <laughs> Ayatollah, yeah, yeah. I'll call you back. He's man. like, Ayatollah Khomeini, I really respect you. Just one second. Okay, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. six minutes. Okay, guys, three, four. It's getting to the point. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck he, is going on? His house in uh, Georgia had the most expensive sound system uh, of... Like back when that was like a thing. I mean, it's still a thing, but like the the way they describe it is pretty funny because it's all like you know wired and old school shit. But they uh, he really focused on the sound system. He um, yeah, he's, he was an audiophile man. Yeah, good for him. He would have MP3. been criticizing the sound quality of podcasts today if you were <laughs> a younger person. That's why he doesn't listen to them. I think he gave that quote. He's like, it just, it, it's missing something is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> if it was it's on just, vinyl, I'd listen to podcasts if they were on vinyl. It's the, yeah. the first hipster president. That fucking rules. <laughs> There's also a way to view it as like he was kind of a byway between the radicalism of the 60s and early 70s and the yuppieism of the 80s since yeah. it was like, you know, what, during Nixon and Ford, it was you know, the power was against the people. Uh, yeah. And then he turned the White House into uh, what the article calls a people's park. But like that ends up being the strategy capitalism uses to infiltrate. Uh, yeah. It is just like kind of co-op. Yeah, exactly. Like becoming yeah, all... part of the thing. Bill right. Clinton plays the saxophone and then passes like a monstrous crime bill. Right. Meaningless, like, you know, you get meaningless culture points uh, without uh, any substantial material change to people's lives. Yeah. That's why, like, any good American, I try not to look too deep into anything presidents do because it looks like it's all just a big bummer. Okay. Right. It, it is. It is definitely electoral politics is a big bummer, dude. It's yeah, big. So, but I will it, say, the, hey, at least uh, Carter didn't sign. A crime bill, you know what I mean? Like, like right. not doing terrible shit at this point. I consider to be uh, almost like that's. It's not just a win. Like that is what that's what angels do. Angels right. go into power <laughs> and then they just don't do anything bad. And I'm like, Phew, you deserve to be get a sainthood for this. Yeah, don't indiscriminately kill people. How does yeah. he do it? Well, guys, I want to take you inside. Uh, oh, no. The home, oh, no. one of the many homes of Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> so this person who used to be on her staff, who uh, is remaining anonymous because they don't want to Because her sued. life could be in danger. Right. So I'll, I'll just read from you the this uh, interview they did with the Daily Mail, who, you know, we... Upstanding not, not journalists. Source, but uh, <laughs> still, still interesting. The Daily so, Fail. They said, Ellen was a hero of mine. I thought she was an amazing person. But before I took the position, people were warning me not to take it. I was told she had very high turnover and that I should stay under the radar as much as possible. Avoid as much direct contact with Ellen as possible. Working there was described as being more like a boot camp. So that's what she hears heading in. I do love that turnover, like that we talk about like a toxic work environment, the result of a toxic work environment and uh, people... Quitting all the time sounds like just a a fun pastry. Um, <laughs> then she says, when I interviewed with Ellen and Portia, I felt much better about the job. They were both charming, funny, and perfectly lovely. I was a little bit nervous, but it was well paid. So that's, you know, that's not surprising. We have seen that side of Ellen for yeah. our entire, for her entire public career. Yeah. 
the harsh reality of the quote degenerous regime soon became clear after she started. <laughs> Uh, the staff is confronted each morning with a laundry list of passive-aggressive notes listing what the entertainer didn't like about the previous oh, day. Oh, no. That's wow. The thing that I'm most struck by in this interview is the level of energy that has to be uh, expended by Ellen to put this much negative negativity out there. Yeah. Um, so violations included a chef using a guest toilet, so basically the help, a maid forgetting to put a piece of trash in the recycling. Ellen is terribly obsessive, uh, and if anything's out of order in her environment, she gets upset. There might be 20 to 30 things every day. We're talking about the finest, finest details here. A salt shaker out of place or a light switch left on. Uh, a salt shaker out of place really is giving me a uh, misery like Kathy Bates and misery vibes where it's just like that thing is slightly tilted to the wrong in the wrong direction. <laughs> what um, part of that? I just remember how she just messed up James Conn's legs. Cause I think I right. saw it like when I was way too young. I think I saw it when I was like five, like in the eighties. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't know about <laughs> this y'all. Was there a moment? Was that like when he's trying to escape or some shit? I think when he's trying to escape, he knocks over a chess piece uh, and then puts it back, but he puts it back <laughs> the facing wrong the wrong direction. Oh, I love that shit. And that's what gets his uh, legs. That's my favorite uh, villain thing of like when the person thinks they're smart, but they have every detail like pre-mapped right. out. And they're like, ah, that, 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 <laughs> that, that label's slightly askew. Yeah. Um, the staff was getting better and better and making fewer mistakes, but she couldn't help herself so she would lay traps. She would actually leave matchsticks around the house, behind cupboard doors, cushions, or books, to see if the staff was cleaning and moving things. One day, the staff found around eight of them, all in weird places. The rest of the day became a race to find them all before she got home and fired someone. Oh, my um, God. Jesus. That's really yeah. fucking just... It's like shows that you have such a fucked up relationship with people who are in your employ, you know, or like yeah. that you're like, well, if I pay you, I can, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm giving you money. And that means yeah. psychological trauma through these matchstick fucking traps. I mean, you've, yeah. you've got her staff at work saying these same kind of have her having these same kind of control issues. And now it's at home too. Like what was yeah. the thing about the Porsche latte blink twice? If you need us to get out. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> I think she fired people for not liking the consistency of the latte foam. Because the, <laughs> um, the machine she, was dirty or some shit? Yeah, she wanted the coffee maker deep cleaned every day after complaining oh, that there geez. was too much or too little froth on her latte. Um, which doesn't really relate. Like, those things don't relate. That's the milk steamer, Ellen. Uh, also... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your barista's you lying some, to you. Yeah, like, wouldn't you have some assistant or PA do oh, that wow. at work or something? That just shows you how right. disconnected she is from the latte making process. That her right. staff lies yeah. to her. They're like, "Oh yeah, okay, we'll deep we'll deep clean the coffee machine." Then yes, then you yeah. should deep clean every time. <laughs> the latte foam was a mess, and it's like oh, I don't even know how that uh, fucking latte foam's made. When someone came to the house, for example, to repair an appliance, she wouldn't hold back. It could be something as simple as. The compressor on the refrigerator making too much noise. That is, that's a detail that I'm just like, okay, this person's telling the truth because, like, you can't make that up. That's absolutely like, <laughs> there's something that just rings so true about that. 
She's like, the compressor. One of the top security firms in Hollywood terminated their contract with her. Some of the criticisms that this source heard were that Ellen didn't like the way they walked. I'm not even kidding. They literally didn't like the way they walked. She literally didn't like the way they walked. Also, how they opened and closed doors. What, like opening, closing, I get because that's like a thing. I grew up, my grandma would be like, don't slam slam that fucking door or some shit, or like, you're too loud with that door closing. But opening, like, stomp around the house or anything. Yeah, exactly. Making too. But what are people entering like fucking Kramer and Seinfeld? Like, that's how they're opening (laughs) the door. Like, this is all stuff that I have. See, like people who are really on bad terms with their roommate, like I've heard them like yeah. start to complain, like call them like this person's like a thunderfoot. They everywhere they they just like stomp around, and it's like yo, that's clearly because you're just like annoyed by this person. Right. That's not that they don't have especially uh, large feet. powerful footfalls. Yeah. Like they're just um. What one detail from the article that I wanted to point out though is that Ashton Kutcher is apparently one of the people who has tweeted in her defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and her team have only treated me and my team with respect and kindness. She never pandered to celebrity, which I always saw as refreshing honesty. I just wanted to note that via listening to uh, way too many hours of podcasts, I heard a anecdote about Ashton Kutcher from somebody who is like a successful writer-director in Hollywood, but one of their early jobs was working for Ashton Kutcher's um, viral video site. Uh, mm-hmm. They they made that uh, viral video in which the girl has diarrhea in the hot tub. Um, that is a staged prank video made by Ashton Kutcher's team. Uh, but anyways, this writer-director <laughs> got fired by Ashton Kutcher's like main right-hand person, and asked why he had been fired. And per, the entourage member said, uh, Ashton hates your face, bro. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's right. Oh, Ashton Kutcher did create punk. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, wow. You know. Oh, and then super producer Anna Hosne in the chat says, Ashton Kutcher also told Demi Moore that he didn't think alcoholism is a thing in order to get her to lose her sobriety and drink with them. That's right. I remember you talking about that yep. in that book. Yeah. Wow. So, you know. I think that's the thing. Like when you're living on that planet, it's hard for you to see that it's any different than how you are. You're like, I don't know. Like from all the rich people I know, like yeah. I was pretty chill. Yeah, all, like, she I don't pander to celebrities. I mean, yeah. I'm a celebrity. I don't know right. anybody with an income that's less than $4 million <laughs> a year, but right. I'd imagine she would treat those people okay as well. Yeah, totally. Um, anyways, uh, the, like these details are just like, I, I, don't have any like not that i really doubted the complaints before but these details are just like too like dead on for me to like think that any any of this is made up i would love though that this is just like the best coordinated smear campaign. <laughs> like everyone's like yo these details are just too good to be fake and she's like i'm telling you i'm kind like it's a coordinated attack against me i'm just curious about the psychology where you get that I would, is it because she's so rich that she feels omnipotent and therefore everything should be in her control? Or is it that like, is it from lack prior to this that now the pendulum's just gone completely the other way and knocking mm. walls down? It's like, I didn't have anything. Now I will have everything I want. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out like how I could, you know, if I worked for Ellen, like how I could maneuver that space. How you could win. Yeah. Uh, Power corrupts. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But like, Power I'm corrupts. assuming this is all like pre-pandemic, right? Yeah, I mean the stories of her have been long 
or you know anecdotal tales since the early aughts yeah. from what i could tell yeah um yeah i i don't know how it happens or you know whether we're just hearing from she's especially uh dedicated about about how about treating people like mm-hmm. the the discipline to write a list every day that has like 20 to 30 fuck ups from the previous day uh that you know like that takes such energy oh like, you yeah and that helps you feel superior too and you don't right. have to look at your own inferiority complex if you spend your time looking for the deficiencies outside of yourself right yeah. there's something you know that's the, that control baby you know and you know jack and i apologize i will get that coffee maker deep clean for you uh i, I know the latte <laughs> foam was a little off but i'm telling you that's not where it comes from but i will clean the machine nonetheless uh all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're back and Halloween is coming up. Uh, it'll be it'll be here before we realize it, guys. Uh, and we're all gonna just be staying home, listening to the Monster Mash. Apparently, I, <laughs> I got no issue with this. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I mean, you both for both of y'all being parents. What? How are you gonna make it feel? You're just gonna be like, look, dude. I I bought all that candy from the supermarket. That's just yours. Go on, I, go off. Look, you can have my car for the night um no, gonna, <laughs> i think we're gonna i said this to my wife today uh i said uh you know i think we do the costume let's do it up i was like let's all do it up i was like but also you know kind of behind her back let's set up a little path that she can walk so it's kind of like you know a haunted house on the property uh as i was telling you we'll have two tenants in the back who i know are you know, they're equally youthful. They would also be like, yeah, let's make it this badass thing for this one kid. And then you oh, go, hey, fun. you know, remember, we, we didn't we didn't just do do nothing. I mean, I, it, I, I could go on forever about this, but having a kid and having to adjust to pandemic ty- style stuff, I, I will say just having one kid, we give her so much attention. We try to fill that void of things. So while, yes, Halloween, you want to get with your friends and do all these things. We look at her and we go, hey, we don't know when Halloween is back, but there is a chance it's maybe just this one time we got to mm-hmm. do this other thing. But what if this other thing is also really fun and we watch movies and shit like that? House Halloween, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You get it. Exactly. You get it, dude. <laughs> but if Jack, your kids got <laughs> costumes and stuff, are they just going to walk around the house? What are you going to do? Nah, canceled. Canceled. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, we're gonna burn the costumes in a yeah. pyre in the back <laughs> you know there's also the route of like you know kids don't have calendars they don't fucking know what <laughs> <laughs> so every time they come <laughs> oh, what are you talking about Halloween Nah, just gaslight them into thinking they made that up. Okay, Halloween. Oh my God, that's so far from now. That was like yesterday we had Halloween. (laughs) Okay, then Copernicus, tell me what day it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Then why don't you tell me what it is? (laughs) Daddy, I'm so sorry. Sundial out. (laughs) Yeah. Daddy, I'm sorry. Do you want another drink? Yes. Get me drink. <laughs> that yeah, day this... with the sky was orange that was halloween you just yeah, missed it dude. you, yeah, you slept it. right through it Ugh. yeah i told you to wake up <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the city just have, but this is la specific you know garcetti our wonderful mayor who mm. can't do a single thing mm. right 
Uh, but this thing, he just he's out here saying, look, look, there's no parties. We can't do Halloween. The official restrictions are this in L.A. No door to door trick or treating. So they're saying, yeah, there's no way people are crowding the streets. You don't know what the fuck's going on. We can't do that. No trunk or treating either. No, uh, I didn't know that was a thing. He knows all. He's he knows all the little alleyways. Yeah, little... <laughs> I mean that would be a little weird. Where like everybody pops their trunk and it's just like a free for all. I would be like, yeah, that's a... interesting. <laughs> interesting that you would cancel the one event where everyone will definitely be in a mask. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then there's like saying no parties, obviously, because the people are the LA already has a terrible not house party even problem. outdoors. So yeah. Try that shit. No yeah. carnivals, festivals, live entertainment, haunted houses. Uh, they haven't said like what the violation, like what happens if you violate. Um, but they're saying the things that they are okay with: online Suck. parties, prayer, <laughs> prayer circle, <laughs> <laughs> praying for the salvation virtual? of the city. I, this circle. is honestly an attack on on fucking Satan, is what it is. Because ah. everyone's still allowed to go to church. You can do all these things, but here it is: the devil's Christmas, and there no one is allowed. To get together and fucking hang out and exchange <laughs> candy and wear masks and and have also it's a testament to how hard Garcetti usually goes on Halloween. The fact that he's like <laughs> <laughs> no no car uh, parades. It's like no one's doing that. No, yeah. well, we do it in my neighborhood every year, and I love it. No I like orgies where you and your friends dress up as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. None of those. Oh. I was like, Eric, Jesus Christ. What? what? No, Eric, master kinda... spl- no group master splintering. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> yeah, you need to put the cards back closer to the chest. You're kind of showing a little too much. Hey, Jerry Falwell Jr., come on, man. <laughs> Let everybody know what's going on. No way. Uh, the, the thing that he's like, this uh, thing of the car parades. Like, like, I like how this article goes on. For example, a car parade with people dressing in costume or decorating their vehicles and driving by socially distanced judges. That's so specific. That is too specific. That's too that specific. Is, that is a, a party planner got involved there or somebody like that. I actually did this for Easter with my kids to, like, we drove around in a car that has, Just cursing like, at people going to church? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's right. It's not going to help. It won't help. <laughs> You're all going to die. If he's back, yeah. then where is he? If he's How back, then where is he? We're not already in hell, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't know. This could be purgatory. Um, but it is weird. Uh, it's a it's a strange thing where the kids are like, I can't see anything. I can't see the other cars. Um, so it would be better if you were the judge or if the kids got to judge the cars. But, yeah, uh, I think what would yeah. be cool is like you had like groups of adults who just did like flash mobs in the street, and the kids come out and they're like, okay, that group of drunk guys wasn't the funniest or the best, <laughs> uh, but they were scary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like a way to be like, you know, some entertainers get out there and you'd be like, watch from your windows. But I, I say that like as if I would ever want to do that or I would even be excited to see that. I'd be like, I know, oh I God, know. what is wrong? What are yeah, you doing? Some of these things he said we can't do, I'm like, yeah, that's great. I don't give a shit. And, I, <laughs> and you know what? I don't want other people doing it either. <laughs> but the Halloween movie nights at a drive-in theater, I feel like is probably the most like seemingly safe thing that still feels like a thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I still haven't gone to a drive-in of you guys. I have not. No, I would. I'm not against it. Like yeah. I said, I'm very lazy, but I would do that. I think that's cool. We just have to drive kind of further out though. You know, like right. kind of in the it's San Gabriel Valley out. or like deeper Valley places. So yeah, uh, you know, just maybe just, you know, buy one of those 
inflatable screens or something. Just get a projector. Inflatable screens? Yeah, like those big inflatable screens. I don't look. I'm I'm Sky just thinking, Mall. I'm you doing some Sky Mall purchases? Hamaker <laughs> Schlemmer, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you say it? Hamaker Schlemmer? What's the emphasis on that? I think I, I, it's, I think it's uh, choose your own adventure on where the emphasis goes. <laughs> I heard they were they were in really bad shape. Who's that? Hamaker Schlemmer. Hamaker Schlemmer. Whatever. Hey, however Hamaker Schlemmer. Is yeah. how I pronounce it. <laughs> the wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? What happened? It's my finishing uh, move. Yeah. Hey, Maker Slammer. Um, <laughs> He's got Hacksaw Duggan against the ropes. Haymaker Slammer. <laughs> Here comes Haymaker Slammer. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.